Hello, welcome to Real Freaks, where I'm a real freak. Uh, this is a solo episode by me, Josh Kinnear, um, pseudo-host of the Real Freaks podcast. Um, I'm doing this episode because I feel terrible, neglecting the fans by not uploading anything in so long. But frankly, it gets a little overwhelming, everything that's gone on, you know, the epidemic and such. Um, but in, enough apologies, everybody's got one and they're all bad. So we're here to talk about Scream 5, which is officially under development. It's been announced for a while now that it's coming out next year. Hopefully things are back to normal by then or else I'm going to lose my mind. Um, I'm so excited for this, this movie, okay? Because I remember Scream 4 was one of the first horror movies I remember going to see in theaters you know and it's outstanding to me that it's back again after another set of 10 years because there was Scream 3 which was I think 2001 I think and then we waited 10 years because in 2011 they did Scream 4 and now it'll be 2021 another 10 years for oh great my phone just went off um all right, we're going to take a break for a moment. This seems important. I got to go. <laughs> I'm back again. Sorry about that. I just got a phone call and it didn't even mean anything. Don't you hate those? When you get like a text message and then you try to call them because, you know, and they're like, no, 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 no. Call me in a minute. It's like, why didn't you just answer the phone? I think it would have taken two seconds for me to tell you what I need to tell you. Anyway, rambling. Um... But yeah, so it's another 10 years, which is going to be interesting. I want to know, are we back in Woodsboro? Who's, you know, who's the focal point? David Arquette was the first person we knew was on board this movie. I think it came out a couple days ago. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it came out a couple days ago that Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox are back in the fold, which is fantastic news. I couldn't imagine a Scream movie without Nev Campbell. And there was this rumor going around, they're like, what if they kill off Nev Campbell? And I was like, shut up. Who do you, what are you, some kind of maniac? Some kind of sadist? You want to destroy the fans? I mean, I would be devastated if something were to happen to Nev Campbell. I got to meet her um, back when the world was um, healthier and less, you know, it was in December last year. I got to meet her and Jamie Kennedy and I had the greatest time. I never got to talk about it on a podcast. I was going to, uh, and then that episode never saw the light of day. But um, it was in December at the Steel City Con in Pittsburgh here. And Jamie Kennedy was one of the first famous people. In fact, he was the most famous person I've met at the time. And then Nev Campbell showed, and, you know, I mean, it's hard to, I can't pick favorites, you know, but Jamie Kennedy was the nicest man I've ever met. He was just so relaxed, and he was happy to see me, and, you know, we had some great convos, and anytime I had free time, I would try to go say hi to Jamie, you know, he was the best. And Nev Campbell, I mean, she was so nice. It was like 
it was exactly the way I would hope it would be meeting those two, you know? Uh, I met a bunch of other famous people too. That was a really bizarre. You want to talk about crazy things, going to one of those conventions and just looking around and be like, oh, dang, these people are so famous. That person over there, I've, I've seen your tits on screen. And now you're here in person. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes you see that. I mean, <laughs> but it is crazy. Um, how many famous people, uh, uh, the princess bride, Carrie Ells was there. And I, I said hi to him. I didn't get to meet him because the line was outrageous. He's a very popular man. Um, and I met, uh, Carmen Electra. That was the weirdest thing. Cause I saw her and I just kind of did like a little wave, like a little fanboy, And I was like, hi, Carmen. And she just turned around and was like, hi, and left. And I was like, ah. Oh, great. Now I'm getting a phone call for real. Trials and tribulations of running a podcast, people. This is what happens. You know, nobody calls me ever, right? And then whenever I decide to record an episode, finally, I can't get people to leave me alone. It's amazing how that happens. Anyways, uh, when I met Nev Campbell, I asked her about Scream 5, and at the time, she had not been contacted, but since, you know, she has been, and she got this letter from the two gentlemen who are directing the movie, and I can never think of their names off the top of my head, but they did Ready or Not, which I recently picked up to watch because um, I thought it was an interesting premise, one, and two, I wanted to see it. And I couldn't find it anywhere in like a store or anything because I don't stream because uh, I live my life as if it's still 2005. Uh, I don't I don't stream anything. I just uh, buy DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever. Anyway, so I finally got the movie and I have notes and I'd like to do a full episode with some other people who have seen it because that's the best way for this podcast to thrive, I feel, is, you know, through conversation. Um, that's the, the idea is kind of this like friendly banter about movies and funny bits and you know I always feel like a chump talking to myself on a podcast because I admire people who do it but I feel like an idiot whenever I try because it's like who's gonna listen to just me but there are people who I mean you know I mean far more famous people than me we do it like you know Bill Burr's got his podcast which I've recently discovered and I love it just him kind of ranting to himself I love that um, but there's an obvious difference between me and Bill Burr it's, you know he's very successful very funny and I'm not successful at all but I am kind of funny you know yeah, I like to think I don't like to toot my own horn but uh, anyway I've decided on a new setup for this podcast it won't work when there's more people but I have this headset and I'm gonna try it in my car because my only bastion of like quiet peace and quiet is my car now uh, my home is no longer my castle and uh, so I've been dealing with that and every time I try to get people together to do an episode something happens and I know it sounds like I'm just complaining, but you know, 
I gotta complain sometime. With this pandemic, everybody's all locked up. We've been cooped up forever. It's atrocious. The stuff that we have to do. I mean, and now, uh, this is really off topic, and I'm sorry, but I have to talk about it. I mean, there's all this stuff like, you know, avoid large crowds, social distancing, wear a mask, and you drive around and you're looking at all these people at like swimming pools and crap like that. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Put on a mask, stay away from people. I mean, don't you know how this works? You understand how serious this disease is. You can't just pretend that because of where you live, you know, maybe, oh, there's so few cases around here. It's like, well, yeah, but you got to think about where people come from. Like, there's a hotel right next to where I live. It's like people from all walks of life go to hotels and they swim in the pool and crap like that. It's like, that's not safe. Are you insane? I wouldn't be anywhere near a hotel right now. I wouldn't be going anywhere, you know, except I go to work because I'm an essential worker. Ho, ho. Let me flaunt that. Yes. Look at all those non-essential workers who are cooped up in their homes over the outbreak. <laughs> I envy those people. I was so stressed out during the initial lockdown because I was like, everybody's supposed to stay home and here I am at work. Scary. But I digress. Scream 5 news has been keeping me going. I'm very excited. Um, I think it's going to be in Woodsboro again, which is really interesting because it's like, how many times can we go back to Woodsboro? There must be something going on. And who's doing it? Because... All the new kids from Scream 4 are all dead, which is, you know, a bummer. I was really, I really liked Eric Knudsen as the, um, the geek. I thought he was a really fun, whimsical character. And uh, Kirby, Hayden Panettiere, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I apologize if I butchered it. We don't know if she's back or not. I'd like to think she is back. We don't know anything, obviously, but... If I can speculate, if you were to listen to the commentary for Scream 4, which has Wes Craven, rest in peace, um, he's con constantly and consistently talking about how you never see Kirby die on screen. He's constantly alluding to the fact that she would be back in the next film. Now, when Scream 4 was written, there were two other scripts Allegedly, or at the very least, the outline for two other scripts, allegedly, written by Kevin Williamson. And we have no idea what those are about. But they were scrapped. I can't remember. I feel like it was Scream 4 wasn't quite as big of a success as they wanted it to be. Anyway, um, so we don't know what that was going to be. But Kevin Williamson is back as an executive producer, uh, I believe, which I'm really glad that he's involved because um, it is his like story for the most part. You know, he wrote the first one, the second one, mm, most of the third one, I believe, and most of the fourth one because they did do re rewrites. I'm sorry, I can't talk. See what happens? You don't do this for a while and then this is what happens. You forget how to enunciate actors we have to be good at enunciation you know otherwise oh anyway 
what is this person doing? I'm driving behind someone who may be the slowest driver this side of the Mississippi. He's got a boat on his roof and his buddy in front of him has got the same boat. Birds of a feather go kayaking together, as they say. And I just, I was thinking about whenever there's not time for a legitimate episode, I might just fill in the time with one of these where it's, you know, at the very least there's content and we're talking about something. Because that's the most important thing, isn't it? We're talking about something. Oh wait, our kayaking brethren are going in different- Oh, never mind. His turn signal's on now all of a sudden. Very nicely done. And they're going the same way I am. Excellent. I'm going to be very late. <laughs> oh man, it's exhausting being- a, I, This is more um, outbreak-related BS, and I'm sorry, because it's, it's not a movie. You know, it's not film or entertainment-related. I feel like it's just cluttering up the ch podcast, but this is what happens when I'm by myself. I get muddled and all screwed up, and I don't know what I'm talking about, but this outbreak has been terrible for people in the performing arts, like me and my friends uh, from the theater, and just everybody I know is affected by this because we're actors, you know? We like to perform. There are shows that we were going to be in that are canned at the moment. I have to wait till next spring, hopefully just till then, to be in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. I mean, I don't know what they'll do at that point. I might even have to re-audition or something. I don't know. Mm, Shakespeare Abridged was going to be a good show. Um, and I don't even think that's happening anymore. That's a tragedy. You know? And it's just, it's not fair, but it's necessary. You know, we gotta flatten that curve. I hate that. People say that all the time. We gotta flatten the curve. Like, it's too late for that. Have you seen our curve? It looks like a roller coaster. It's going up and down and all around. It's a nightmare. Oh my. It's too easy to get caught up in stuff like that, you know? You gotta, you gotta breathe and relax. Um, in other movie news, uh, Candyman... I think, is that this year? Candyman? I hope so, I'm really excited. Tony Todd's back. Um, I finally got to sit down and watch the first Candyman, the OG. Um, and I was very on the fence about it. You know, I really liked it, but it was very bizarre. It's unlike anything I've seen. I mean, it was, it was good, but it was, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it, really. I'd love to do an episode on that, but as far as I know, I'm one of the only people in my group who has seen it at this moment. So, you know, that'd be a little hard. I mean, I could always sit down and just be like, yo, we're talking about this. But I don't know if, I don't know, we'll see. I really want to do an episode on Ready or Not. We watched Parasite, I took notes on Parasite. That's a movie I could talk about. I mean, I watched it with my brother and his girlfriend and my buddy Matt, who was on the uh, Resident Evil episode. 
and I had some thoughts. I really did. I don't know. Um, I'd like to do an episode on that soon, but I'd like to do Ready or Not sooner, I think, so I could collect my thoughts for Parasite. I'd like to see Parasite another time to fully absorb what I saw. Um, but in the meaning while, um, I'd love, oh, it's just, I love this. It's just this section of the podcast. It's just me going, um, well, uh, eh, I'm gonna, uh, I'd love to, um, and I'm sorry, but again, without another person, it's a little hard for me. Um, there it is again. It's a nervous tick. I think I remember being at a, uh, there was a speaker at our school who was talking about how people giving speeches all have something like that, a nervous tick of some kind. Like, to fill space, they'll say this one thing, and they might say it over and over again. I thought that was fascinating. I mean, it's very true. When you're gathering your thoughts, you feel like you need to fill time, you know? As if that'll help. (laughs) I mean, even Robin Williams kind of had something like that. If you listen to... Um, his stand-up. He has certain things he always says, which I always thought was fascinating. His birthday was just a few days ago. And that made me sad. I was like, I miss him so much. He was such a fantastic human being. Um, Yeah. I want to watch that documentary come inside my mind about Robin Williams. I saw some of it the other day. It It was late on HBO, I think. And I was like, I need to go to bed because I had to go to work the next day. Capitalism, screwing up my documentary watching. Anyway, um, but yes, that is what I've been up to so far. Um, horror movie news, Halloween got pushed back again. What a crock, but I understand it. I respect it, I understand it. Doesn't mean I have to be happy about it, mind you. Because I want to see it. But I want to see it in a theater, damn it. (laughs) I want to sit down and have the experience, and I'll never be able to. This is stressing me out. We keep America, we keep screwing it up. Nobody's doing what they're supposed to do. You know what it is? There's this whole generation of people who, if... It comes down to like when you're in class and the teacher asks a question and no one raises their hand because they know that eventually either the nerd's going to put his hand up and answer the question or the teacher will just be like, I can't believe you guys, the answer is this and this is why. Because, you know, they were raised to believe that problems will be solved by just waiting it out, doing whatever they want to do because they know it'll take care of itself. And now we have this disease where that's not how that works at all. And you're making it worse and nobody seems to get it. I cannot wait until five years from now, maybe less, when there's a a COVID-19 movie. Because I'd love to see it in a way that's less infuriating. You know, there's drama instead of it just being insufferable, you know? (laughs) Instead of it just being a bunch of dudes like, wearing a mask infringes on my rights as a human being. I don't have to do what the government tells me, he said. 
putting on a seatbelt, leaving a bar. Like a, oh my. Makes me so angry. People can't see, you know, that this is all supposed to be helping. They just don't care. And you could do that in like a movie, like a two hour long drama about the trials and tribulations and tragedy of COVID-19. You have the political side where there are people who are like, you know, the Democrats just want us to wear masks for whatever reason. And here's the thing, you know, people are politicizing it and making it like, you know, the left wants us to wear masks, so we're not going to wear masks just to piss them off. It's like, do you know why they want you to wear a mask, though? It's because it's supposed to be helping. But people don't care. That's what it's gotten to. It's so petty right now that we're going to directly endanger people just to piss off the other guys. And it drives me insane. So I'd love if we could avoid that in a movie, a COVID-19 movie. Um, yeah, we could have Mark Wahlberg, and he's a, he's a security guard at a mall, and the outbreak happens, and he's ripped for whatever reason. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna fight the disease. I'm gonna take it down. That's a terrible Mark Wahlberg. I apologize on behalf of impressionists everywhere. He's not someone who I impersonate on the regular. All the people I do impressions of are dead usually. So, you know, there's nothing current I can do. <laughs> anyway. It's crazy out there right now. And I'm sorry, I, I get so sidetracked. There's just so much I could just scream about. Because the world is such a chaotic place right now. I can't even enjoy. I saw Invisible Man. Oh, yes. I got to talk about Invisible Man. I loved it. I was so stoked. I think it was last year when I heard about The Invisible Man. I was like, I can't wait. Because The Invisible Man is like one of my favorite classic monster movies. 1933, I believe. And I love it. And I love Hollow Man. You know, I haven't seen Hollow Man 2 with Christian Slater as The Invisible Man. I'd love to. I imagine it's okay. Hollow Man's solid, you know, it's creepy, but the Invisible Man is a creepy idea, okay? And this new one really hits on that, that the Invisible Man is creepy. And I do appreciate that it's not a formula that makes him invisible. Because that's a hard premise to grasp that somehow there's a serum that can just make you transparent. It's far more believable. He has this optical suit that has cameras all around it that allows him to be invisible. And that is a far more believable. There are things almost like that already. So, but I want to have a sit down episode about that. And I had this idea for, uh, the invisibility power hour where we talk about the invisible man 1933 hollow man 2001 i think and invisible man 2018 2019 i don't remember when that 
Wait, 2020? My, I'm sorry, my brain isn't working right. I don't know. I had enough coffee today. I don't know why I'm so sluggish. I think it's the heat. It is insanely hot. Global warming or whatever is really screwing with everything that I got going on. Anyway. Invisible Man. I want to do an episode on that. I can't decide what'll be first. It'll probably be like a roll of the dice of whoever I get to be on the show with me. And, you know, whoever has seen, you know, whatever. I'm sorry, I'm not putting this into words very well. But it's all gonna come down to whoever has seen the movie I'm gonna talk about. That'll be the movie. And whichever one of those people is available. That'll be the episode with that movie. For example, I'd love to do Invisible Man. None of my friends have seen Invisible Man except for Zach, I think. And he'd have to watch it again, you know, because that was a while ago. And I'd like to take notes. And it's a whole thing. You understand? It's a whole process trying to do this show. Um, And to any people who are still there and are listening to this, thank you. And I mean it. Because I'm, I feel badly about not putting up any content during this whole thing. Because now's the time when we need content, you know, to listen to and watch. It's just been difficult. Um, but I would like to try to start releasing again, like, in the immediate, like, weeks or so. In, like, a week or so. So be on the lookout, uh, my fellow freaks. I should patent that. My fellow freaks. I like it. Anyway, this will be a pleasant surprise. I'm sorry if it's all over the place. I just, I have all these thoughts in my head. I just got to spew them out. And we've been going for about half an hour here. Not bad. You know, not bad for getting interrupted twice. (laughs) Anyway, this is me, Josh Kinnear, of Real Freaks, where we're a bunch of real freaks, and thanks so much for listening. I might add on to this, but I really kind of doubt it. Um, And we'll catch you next time.